You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers. I'm joined for the first time in the new year by Jason Beck. Happy New Year to you, Beck. Um, obviously, this is going to be a, a fascinating year for the Tigers one way or another because, uh, and you've written about this, this is going to be a year of major change. Uh, this roster is going to look a lot different uh, at the dawn of 2018 than it looks at the dawn of uh, 2017. And for all we know, it could look quite a bit different by the middle of 2017. Um, perhaps you can just kind of give us the, uh, the overall outlook for this club as we venture into a new year here. Well, as you referenced, there's a lot of different moving parts with this roster right now. You kind of saw the hints of it at the end of this past season when Alavilla, the general manager, was talking about the salary, the salaries that are looming for them and that, uh, that they would be interested in moving some players and trying to get a little, little bit younger and a little bit leaner, uh, at least some of the bigger, uh, moving some of the bigger salary players. That didn't happen, obviously, or it hasn't happened so far, and I doubt anything large-scale is going to happen. But now that we're in the 2017, I think it transitions to, instead of active movements to change over this roster and get younger and leaner, now you're in a scenario where, at the end of this coming season, that roster is going to change over pretty naturally. Uh, you've got J.D. Martinez up for free agency. Ian Kinzer and Anibal Sanchez have club options for 2018 so they can hit the open markets. You've got Justin Upton, who, depending on what he does in 2017, has the opportunity to opt out of his contract and hit the free agent market again if he wants. Now, you wouldn't expect him to do that based off of what he did in 2016, but if he has a bounce-back year, you could easily see him, given what the – dollars are for guys on the market right now, you could easily see him opting for free agency and then opting to uh, give it another shot. So that's a huge chunk of payroll right there, just with that, with uh, that handful of players. Uh, and, and it's also an opportunity for these guys to, you know, depending on what they do and what their financial system uh, situation is, they could get some comp picks or, if they're out of contention by a July trade deadline, they could trade guys, you know, some of these guys, if not a lot of them, at the deadline and try to get some prospects back. Uh, they weren't very appealing on the trade market this offseason, but one would expect there could be, as long as they perform, a lot more appeal for guys with short-term obligations like that um, you know, on the, you know, in the mid-season market. Yeah, and that's, I mean, so as we sit here today, you look at the Tigers roster, you look at the rest of the division, it's not inconceivable this club could contend. Uh, obviously, a lot has to go right primarily from a health standpoint, but it, it's going to be a fascinating club in that, for all the reasons you just mentioned, it's how they start the season will truly dictate a lot in terms of the direction they take midseason. And I don't think they're going to be in a great position to add on midseason, but uh, maybe they're in a better position to, to hold steady with some of these guys if they feel they have a legit shot of contention. But if this club gets off to a slow start, you know, April, May, June, uh, forget about it. We could see a lot of moving pieces. Right. And, and we've seen in, in, in past years, not from the Tigers, obviously, but from other clubs, teams sometimes get out in front of that July trade deadline market and make big moves in June. And if this team gets off to a slow start, 
there's nothing that would rule out that happening. I know the Tigers rebounded from, you know, pretty horrific start uh, this past season to, to get back into contention by the end of July and then really even get on the fringe of a division race by, uh, by Labor Day weekend. But this isn't a team that can afford to do that, I think, this coming year um, you know, because of so many tough decisions that they have to make. And also, you've got a manager who's in the final year of his contract. I know, you know Brad Osmus was in that situation last year, too. But I think now there's going to be some scrutiny on him because, it's, first of all, he's in, very, in a lot of ways, this is the last ride for this team as it's made up. But also, he works so well with the young players that they have. You would like to see him around to, to kind of guide through a reloading, a rebuilding process or whatever you want to call it. Um, but if they get off to a bad start and there's some urgency to try to make what you can of the season, it could be difficult to keep them around for that. Uh, as we said, the, the Tigers' competitive chances are very much, and you can say this of any team, but I, I'd say especially of a team that, that's more, uh, more of an, reliant on aging players and uh, maybe some questions about the overall depth is they got to stay healthy. And I think one guy who truly has to stay healthy is Jordan Zimmerman. Um, his first season with Detroit could not have started worse. Or his first year of, of his contract with Detroit could not have started worse, and it could not have started better. By that, I mean the month of April was fantastic, could not have started better, uh, but the season at large could not have been worse. Uh, he only pitched nine and two-thirds innings over the final three months of the season because of neck and back issues. Uh, how, how big is Zimmerman's presence for 2017? Oh, man, it's huge. I mean, think about it. When you look back, how incredible it was that this guy who was really the ace of the staff for the first month and a half of the season ended up being a liability in the rotation by September. Yeah. They kept running him out there hoping that something would click and that you know he could at least give them some serviceable innings, and, and he couldn't even do that. Uh, at, at last check, he was getting injections in the neck to try to loosen up some of the neck and back issues that were hampering him for, for most of last season. The Tigers sound optimistic at this point that he should be at full strength for spring training and that he can work his way back. But when you start discussing neck and back issues and, and a guy who, who's now on the other side of, of 30, it's nothing's a sure thing. And it's, you know, it kind of reminds you of some of the stuff that Anibal Sanchez has gone through. It, uh, you hope that he comes back to the same form, but that it might be a process to get there, and it might not ever happen. And, and if it ends up that way, then it, it's going to be an incredible issue for these guys moving forward as they try to pare down payroll. That if you have a guy making twenty plus million a year, who's going to be in and out of the rotation? So, you know, this is vital, not just for 2017, but I think long-term for these guys. Uh, another issue, and, and uh, Beck had a, had a great uh, lead into 2017 on Tigers.com. You can check out uh, just kind of keys uh, to the year coming up. And one of them is Lloyd McClendon, uh, back as hitting coach at the big league level. And, uh, you know, this club was really erratic offensively back in, in 2016, kind of, as you put it, a, a feast or famine offense. What is it going to take to, to get this club to be more consistent? I mean, first of all, it, it's kind of, you know, it's odd that we're at this point. Who would have thought a couple of years ago 
you know, when the Tigers were trying to hire a man to replace Jim Leland and ended up bypassing Lloyd McClendon and hiring Brad Ausmus, right. they had two years later, McClendon would be on Ausmus' staff <laughs> back in the same role he had as the Tigers try to uh, make one more run of this. It's, it's kind of incredible to think about, but I also think it speaks to how highly the Tigers think of McClendon and his hitting acumen uh, and also how well he worked with a lot of these veteran hitters when he was around as hitting coach for Jim Leland from 2007 through 2013. It's, uh, I think what he can do for the veterans is big, but also that year he spent this past year at AAA Toledo as a manager, I, I think could pay dividends because he's had a chance to work day in and day out with guys like Jacoby Jones, Stephen Moya, guys who could end up playing you know, somewhat significant roles in 2017, depending on injuries, depending on what the Tigers end up doing in center field. So there's an interesting blend there. I think what you get with McClendon is he's going to put in the work. You know that. And that's not necessarily unique, but he, he also brings a lot of philosophies that Jim Leland brought in the managerial job in that, he knows the difference between working hard and working smart. And he also knows what has, he has a very good sense of what clicks for individual hitters. Now there's going to be some fence mending. I, I think that's going to have to go on maybe with a guy like Anthony Ghost. If the Tigers don't do anything else in center, Ghost might end up going in the camp as one of those candidates to, to get at least a, a chunk of the playing time in center until, and unless they determine that Jacoby Jones is ready. But uh, right now, it's it's an interesting fit. I think it's uh, it's interesting having McClendon back, and, and we'll see what impact he can have on this offense. I, I, but yeah, they do have to get him more consistent, especially a guy a guy like Justin Upton. Uh, last thing, Beck, uh, a minor move this week. Uh, uh, Ed Mujica is signed to a minor league deal with an invite to big league camp, and. It's- um, it just seems like these are the kind of moves that we're going to be seeing from the Tigers these next few weeks as they do try to put together, especially a workable bullpen, um, you know, try to get some low-profile guys who might be due for a bounce back. Yeah, the only major league contract they've signed a guy to this offseason has been Alex Avila to, to be the second catcher. It's, it's yeah. odd to think of it right now. Um, but, yeah, it's unless they're – unless some trades come down the line to free up some payroll, I would expect more deals like these uh, as Tigers try to find some guys on the rebound and also try to limit their luxury tax uh, liability. Um, Now, the good news for them is that it's been a slow-moving market, and you can envision a scenario in which you have a lot of guys really all across the board who are looking for jobs at the end of January, beginning of February. That said, you know, when you sign deals like that, they also tend to come with money that you can guarantee a player if he makes the big league roster. So there's a difference between bringing in a guy, taking a shot on him, hoping that he can help you right now versus bringing in a guy for depth that you believe can open the season at Toledo and maybe help you in case of injuries down the line, as they were hoping for with a guy like Bobby Parnell last year, which didn't really work out. Uh, a guy like Casey McGee, who had some meaningful contributions, but never really came around with a bat like they'd hoped. Those are the types of deals I would suspect you're going to see 
really at a lot of various areas, but center field is going to be worth watching because, as I said before, you know, there's no clear-cut starter right now. And you look at the free agent market, guys like Austin Jackson are still out there. So maybe you take a shot at a guy like that, either on a short-term major league deal or on a minor league deal with a non-roster invite as you try to uh, figure out how to piece together something here is without uh, blowing up the payroll. Yeah, bring everybody back. You brought McClendon back, bring uh, Austin Jackson back, and uh, it'll be like uh, you know, a happy homecoming there in Detroit. Uh, bring the gang back together. I think you I know, like if it. they do that, they should let Jim Leland sit in on the, in the dugout for a spring training game or two. That might work, yeah. Get him geared up for the uh, WBC. So, All right, <laughs> there you have it. The latest from Jason Beck as we venture into 2017. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.